this week on the Time Bat Show. On one hand, you tell it you're straightforward and you're like, hey, United States, sorry, but we are cooperating with Chinese and we're not going to really talk to you. We would get really mad. And welcome to episode 178 of the Time Bat Show. I'm one of your hosts, Time Asis. I am your other host, Bat Snacks. And we are still in the land of the living. Yeah, we made it. Is that, is that a good way to put it? <laughs> I, I, that's a fine way to put it. Um, We're alive. It, it has been some time. Yeah. So when was the last time we've done an episode? It's been at least six months, right? Yes. Yeah, it has. What happened there? <laughs> is it my Ooh, fault, boy. or is it your fault, or is it just both of our faults? Um. Well, we were we were having ourselves a pandemic, and we were. Um, in the midst of that, I mean, that's all I could think about. Yeah, me too. Was Same. for for a. a a long while that was all i thought about all day but we're back now we're back we're back we need to be more cheery we started very morose oh yeah <laughs> okay you know i'm actually in a really good mood today so like i that was my bad i was like we're back it's very depressing while we're back we need to be more so like we're back episode 178 of the time back show yeah, six month hiatus is done. Yeah, hurrah! Oh, that's our fan base excited. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, how have you been? I mean, I talk to you every week, but how have you been for our listeners for six months? Let's imagine we haven't talked to each other for six months, and I'm here. We're both together for the first time, and we're just like, boom. You know what I mean? Catching up. Well, this is the first time I've heard your voice in That's like six months. True. That's true. Because we don't talk on the phone because we're not uh, old people. Right? <laughs> we're also not really like, I don't know, if I'm not around someone, I don't want to like talk to them usually, like with my <laughs> voice. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I prefer to text you. Text is much better. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yes, you're right. But it, if we hadn't talked in the past six months, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an interesting topic because I feel like if I if I did not have you to talk to during the pandemic, my life would be very different than it is. And you've had some, you know, things happen recently, too. It's like a lot going on in my yeah. life and your life and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so I mean, in my life, um, I've been excellent. It's like the Good. best I've ever done. I'm killing it right now. So was that like a pandemic turnaround? Like the year, the new year started, and it just like, just like got off to the on the right foot kind of thing. I I didn't endeavor to to do well um, mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic. I think I just got lucky. Mm-hmm. I I think I've been kind of like playing some cards for a long time, mm-hmm. and I might have finally. You, you know, finally, hit my hand, if you yeah, know what I mean. you, no, I exactly know what you're talking about. You stayed in the game long enough to get that good hand, yeah, and then you played it, and then you get it, and it actually won. There wasn't someone who had okay. It, it, if we're gonna like make a direct poker analogy, yes. like I got an ace king, uh-huh. and what, I ga- was what game is this? We- this is a hold'em. Okay, <laughs> got it. Sorry, you had an ace king, and I got lucky enough that no one else at the table had two aces. Hmm. I happen to have the best hand. And you went, like, all in, or mostly in, and you got it. And I I got the pot. Now, to be fair, just so our listeners know, we're not talking about weird Bitcoin stuff here in any way, shape, or form. No. (laughs) Well, it just sounds like when you said I went all in, it's like, did you make money in Dogecoin or something like that? But yeah. I actually didn't take any risks either, so maybe it's not. So even maybe a, poker isn't even the best it's analogy. It's not even the best but analogy. Things are looking up for you, and that's fantastic. I'm glad. Um, yes. I guess for me, it's just been 
getting back to pre-pandemic life, if you will, you know? Like, doing things outside the house, going out to eat, hanging out with, with people, doing activities that I used to do that I missed doing. You know what I mean? Um, Did you pick up any new hobbies during the pandemic? Not really. So, the thing about me and the pandemic that I knew about myself before the pandemic was, I think we've talked about this on the show before, is, like, if we were both in, like, a Groundhog Day scenario, I wouldn't, I would, like, try to learn a lot of things, but I would end up not learning anything because I would just be really bored and be like, I have tomorrow to do that. It's fine. I'll just, I'll do it some other time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it ha- that kind of happened, you know, where I was like, eh, I don't need to do that. I'll just... You know, I have plenty of pandemic time. I'll just, you know, I'll just do what's comfortable. So, like, I would describe my pandemic experience as living in comfort food land. You know what I mean? Like, just doing things that make me feel content and comfortable. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, like, I needed it. I needed that. Um, so, I didn't, really, I didn't really do new hobbies. I wish I did. I wish I could say, like, I learned how to, like, fix a car or, like paint or you know raise chickens or something but i didn't learn any of that stuff i'm neither did i um (laughs) (laughs) i didn't get any new hobbies i actually i think i lost hobbies during the pandemic if anything i mean i feel like during that throughout that whole period it it was just so challenging just to like live that i didn't really want to focus on anything else yeah and that was the thing like i would stop working and then i'd just be like ugh, i'm whatever i feel bleh so i'll just like watch tv or play some game you know just something that's not a lot of mental activity you know yeah because everything was so exhausting but now i'm like starting to do things again and you know getting energized to like do stuff and i don't know it's good it's been good the past few months i think have been good yeah, uh, for, for me, I I've, I feel more energized now to do more things than I did maybe good. even before the pandemic. Wow, look at you. See, you could start, you should do like another uh, marathon soon. I'd like to, yeah. yeah. That's one of the things I'm thinking about. That was about. the thing that you were talking about right before the pandemic. You were like, I'm going to do another marathon. And then it happened and it like completely ruined your plans. Yeah, I didn't do uh, another one. But you were one. really <laughs> excited about that. You were going to be like a marathon runner, which is a cool personality type, I might add. You know what I mean? Like, that's a cool it's a cool thing to be, you know? Yeah. I remember once, um, this is a really weird anecdote, but I remember coming out of a coffee shop, and I was with my wife at some small town in Texas, we were there for, like, a weekend to just, like, you know, vacation or whatever. And we went to this coffee shop, and it was, like, a local place, so it's, like, where all the locals went. And we got coffee, and as we were walking out of the coffee shop, and it's in, like, this rural little small town kind of thing, right? And as walking out of the coffee shop, I see, like, four or five bikers in their, like, biker gear and stuff. And they, like, had gotten, and they're, like, coming in to get coffee to go and then, like, go back on, or, like, get a quick cup and then go back on the trail or whatever. And, like, one of them was, like, probably in his, like, 50s or whatever. And I was, like, wow, that's just, like, a cool personality lifestyle that this guy's got, you know, like, it just feels like that's, like, a personality type. Like, I'm the guy that wakes up at 8 a.m. and goes out to the bike trails with my bike crew, and then we go to this coffee shop and drink a cup and then go back out you know yeah and you wear like a special shirt and (laughs) like tight pants exactly yeah (laughs) it's just like i don't know it's like cool and like for a moment i was like i could do that and then i was like no i couldn't but it would be cool like i don't know it's just like a stupid you know fantasy thing that you have yeah i mean you could uh could i though could i Mm. i mean maybe 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 when i'm like 50 i'll like change into a a go-getter man that like wants to do that you know what i mean yeah it could happen i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna go back to running it's really oh that's sad yeah i don't know it's like i was running before because there was nothing else to do but i moved to new jersey and now it's like it's really cool here there's i don't need to (laughs) so we should should talk about this a little bit because 
you've made quite the the cross country move. I could say, right? Yeah, a- about five weeks ago, I uh, I went to work on a Friday, and I had a new job that started the following Monday, and I had to get all of my things in <laughs> from Florida to New Jersey, like on Saturday, pretty much. Like Saturday was the day I had to move. And now you're in New Jersey. Now I'm in New Jersey, and I I get to go to New York. Like right. that's really which, the bonus of New Jersey. New Jersey's yeah. not great. Well, maybe like, it is. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but New York is cool. Yeah, New York is cool. Have you been? Yes, I've been like twice to New York. Uh, okay. Because I have family in New Jersey, and they're close enough to like you know go to New York every once in a while. But I didn't do any, like, the cool things. Like, I went when I was younger, so it was mostly, like, the sightseeing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I did, like, Eiffel Tower statue, really boring, you know, uh, Madison Square Garden, um, Times Square, right? Like, I didn't do any of the adult things, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure there's some cool, not adult, like, XXX, but you know what I mean? Like, adult, like... (laughs) bars and restaurants and cool places to hang out like i didn't really do any of that stuff yeah people i i think when people visit new york they they have the idea that oh i'm gonna go to the museum or go see the statue of liberty but those things are like almost a waste of time considering like what is in new york like there's no reason to go to a museum the coolest thing you can do in new york is just walk around like there's now, nothing. Let me ask you that. a question about pandemic New York. Is it back to? Well, I guess you don't have a frame of reference because you never lived there before. But is it bustling or is it like a little dead? The first weekend I was here, uh, there was almost no one, um, wow. and this this would have been maybe like the first week of May. Mm-hmm. Um, in each week, it's been more and more. Um, I, I heard on the radio recently that the subway has gone up to 60% of pre-pandemic levels from, like, from yeah, from what it was before, and so it's like getting there, but it's, so it's still there. not what it what not what it was. Interesting. You're at like a weird twilight zone of new york where like the your first experience is at like the half capacity version yeah be interesting to see what you think about it when it becomes like full scale again i might hate it because yeah. i don't really like people <laughs> that's what i mean we'll see i guess that's interesting so have you been going every weekend yeah it's my favorite thing to do here by far it's like a what 45 minute train ride an hour yeah, train ride that's exactly cool. And I don't actually do anything in New York. I don't go to museums or, like, concerts or anything. I, I really just, just like to walk around. Eat some food and walk around. Right? Right? Do you know what New York makes me think of a lot? Every time I go, I think of Batman. Why? Cause I've, which movie? Um, just Batman any, in general. Like, as, as an idea. Because that's sure. where Batman lives. Sure. I mean, he lives in Gotham. But, yeah, it's basically just New York. But yeah, you th- you think of Batman. I like to look around at all the buildings and like think about Batman being up there and like how he criminals. would jump from building to building and then jump down and fight a criminal. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's cool. That's what you think about New York. Yeah, every time I go, I've been thinking about Batman. Okay, so like, here's. Something I was thinking about the other day. You, you know Batman, he he doesn't really do anything to stop crime, actually. I mean he gets in the it. he gets in the way of it when it's happening. Right. Everyone every criminal that Batman stops is a petty criminal, is like a thief or like Or you know, the Joker. Or whatever. He's not really a petty criminal. The Joker is is a mentally ill person. He's, like, <laughs> stopping the Joker, yes, you're going to stop him from hurting people, but you're not really doing anything to address the underlying causes of crime. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I gotcha. The closest Batman comes to that is, like, mobsters, mm-hmm. but mobsters aren't 
criminals because they're evil usually in the real world. Mobsters are, are usually like desperate people that come from like underprivileged circumstances that like get into crime because they have no other options. Yeah, they're forced to do it. Yeah, and Batman like he really just punishes the people who get into who make situations life that, choices. Yeah, that they can't really control usually. Yeah. Where he could be spending all his billionaire dollars to help them. Yeah, like, when has Batman ever donated to education? Or, like, <laughs> has or he ever opened shelters. a community center? Yeah. You know, the yeah, the Batman community center. Maybe that's what he does when he retires, you know? He's like, I'm done fighting crime now. I'll open a community center. Yeah, I mean, that's really boring. But Yeah, like, it is. It doesn't make for a good comic book. Yeah, like, That's the problem. Batman's idea of evil isn't really developed beyond like a child's idea of evil, <laughs> like, like a cops and robbers kind of thing. Yeah, like you know? he saw someone murder his parents, and, and he was like, know, "These, this is the worst." Yeah. Uh, what, what was that Bob Odenkirk movie? Um, th- th- it's really recent. Nobody. Um, nobody. Have so you seen in, that? Yeah, I saw oh, it. Yeah, it's really it good. I liked so it too. In nobody, he. He, like, confronts some petty criminals, and it mm-hmm. turns out those people were criminals because they were trying to provide for their for their kid. Do you yes, remember that scene? I remember that. And then he leaves. Yeah, and he feels, like, really bad about it. I mean, for all we know, the people that killed Batman's parents were in the same situation. Yeah, well, but you shouldn't kill somebody. No, but... <laughs> I see what you're saying, though. Do you, know, do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, if Bob Odenkirk was in that situation, he would just take him to jail and then be done with it. Yeah, maybe take him to jail. Not go on a vigilante rampage where you uh, fight every criminal in the city kind of thing. I think it works better. That's, I think that's why they need villains, right? The supervillains. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you're fighting a guy that's robbing a pizza shop. You know, like, you don't really need Batman for that. You know, you're kind of yeah. over overqualified here, Batman. So they need, like, the Joker and Penguin and all these other characters that are way more complicated, but, like, not even... Like, it's still that, like, like you said, like, 12-year-old level of crime yeah. where it's like... I'm going to steal the largest diamond in the world, you know? It's like, okay, like, whatever. I'm sure it's insured. Like, <laughs> go for it. You know, like, <laughs> it's not worth destroying half of Gotham to, like, save it or whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been thinking about recently when I go to New York, though. It's just lots of Batman stuff. He's such a cool character, but... He's weird. He's mentally ill. If you, you could consider him that, probably. Got a lot of trauma, you know, to dig through. He's also, like, what, like, 40 years old, though? And that happened when he was 12? Yeah, like, he, hasn't, he hasn't got over it yet. He hasn't yeah. gotten over it, yeah. Yeah, that explains a lot about uh, humans, though. Like, they don't get... They, it takes them 30 years to get over stuff, something like that. But, anyway... You're in a cool place in the world. So this is what I always think of when I like go to New York or think about New York. And I don't want to freak you out, but... If anything happened to the United States, it would happen in New York. 100%. So, yeah. like, you're going to be the one that blows up when North Korea nukes us. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. If, it, if something happens that's like an act of war, it's happening in your backyard. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it probably would also happen in D.C., but, like, at the same time. You know, they would do a double prong kind of thing. Like in the movie Independence Day. You right. I mean? Yeah. And in Independence Day, if they only had one ship, I think they'd do New York they would, over, yeah. <laughs> over D.C. I agree. I think they would also do New York. Because yeah. that would be more of a crippling blow to America, you know? Yeah. Like... DC, it's like, okay, we lost the president. I'd be like, oh, it's so sad. Whoa. New York, you wipe out, like, entire generations of families. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
And New York really signifies the American dream more than D.C. does. So it seems more, you know, people. So I think that's much more of a crippling morale blow to us, you know, than D.C. would be. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, but yeah, so my point is, like, if, if anything happens, like, action-wise, you're going to get it. Um, be it, you know, a nuke from North Korea or, you know, aliens invading and destroying a, a major U.S. city. That's you. That's, you know, you're yeah. in New York. So I guess... I'm saying, like, be ready for that. I mean, I'm not really saying that. Should I develop an action plan in case of, like, aliens destroying New York City? I don't know. You might want to. I don't see... I don't think aliens will be interested in New Jersey, but I don't know how far you are away. Like, you might get the, uh, you know, um, shockwaves over where you live. You see what I'm saying? Like, you might be in Mm -hmm. the destruction zone, even though you're in New Jersey. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm about 45 minutes away by train, so okay. you might be may- safe. I might not get incinerated, but I would want to move quickly to stop. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be good because the yeah. problem is, let's say New York gets exploded, right? right? You can see it probably from your neighborhood, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then everyone is going to start driving away from New York because they're going right. to think the aliens are coming. And now you're going to be basically in like a deadlock traffic situation where everyone is trying to leave New Jersey at the same time. Right. You know, and then the aliens could easily, you know, kill you. You know what I mean? They could. Yeah, there'd be no way of escaping by car at that point. Unless they like blow up New York and then they're like, all right, we're done and leave. (laughs) Which, which it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not how they're going to do it. Yeah, I think they'd blow up New York and then they'd probably send some like... Cor- what, what's a ship name we could call the, the alien? Like a Corvette? Like a, a skimmer? That like yeah, goes like down skimmer. and like, you know, it like it sweeps up the people that aren't dead yet. You know, like pew 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 pew, you know. And they'd probably eventually get into New Jersey and be like oh yeah, this place is probably easy to destroy. Let's just, let's take it out while we're here. You know, because it's so close. You know. Like at yeah. least a, like a, the city you live in, since it's so 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 close to it. Yeah, I mean, because they probably they probably could destroy the entire country all at once if they wanted. But like the thing to do is to you get the the big major cities. Yeah, you get New York. Yeah, to to send a message, and then you can kind of scare everybody. You know, well, you have you, everyone's you do respect. the New York thing, and then you broadcast to the country like we are aliens and we are here to take over you know like either surrender or die you know what i mean like that's the plan yeah they're gonna assimilate us probably steal all of our technology yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and i think you start with destroying new york to tell them like you're to tell humans that you're serious yeah we're not messing around we blew up most of new york you know but you're in the danger zone, is my point. And I don't know if you can make it out of the danger zone. But all, at the other hand, it's kind of exciting to be in the danger zone. Because it is, yeah. if, it, if something happens, it's going to happen right over there. Like, the Pentagon is... When is this happening? The, the alien thing, the documents coming out, right? They're, yeah, there's supposed to be a unclassified for public eyes report on UFOs coming out June 25th. Right. And let's say they put it out, and we're all like, whoa, aliens are real. And then the aliens get wind of it, and they're like, all right, it's time to time to come out. You know, time mm-hmm. to do this, obviously. And then they, like, fly down to Times Square, you know, right where the ball drops, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they land, and they come out, and they put the aliens on the big jumbotron, you know, in Times Square. And, you know, all the news crews are there. And, like, they do it right there. Or they do it in Central Park, you know? Like, they do it in some a really big public area, you know? And they come down and they, you know, they meet the governor of New York or whatever his name is, you know? And then the president flies in, you know? It would happen in New York. It might happen in the White House, but I feel like it would happen in New York. I feel like the aliens would choose New York as the place to meet us. If I were the aliens, I would choose New York. That's more of a global symbol. Like mm-hmm. the White House is America, but yeah. New York is kind of everywhere. Yeah, I agree. 
you know what would be sad, and I don't want to, I don't want to say this is like sad for the globe, but I feel like the aliens would would want to meet China instead at this point. I think they would too. <laughs> like they'd be like, eh, we don't need to go to New York. Let's go to uh, Hong Kong instead, you know, or Shanghai. You know what I mean? Let's let's talk yeah. to them over there. They have so many more people and like. <laughs> probably money i don't know anything like we're kind of old news yeah you know what i mean when did that happen was it during the pandemic what do you mean when did the u.s become old news i feel like my opinion on this has kind of like shifted sort of recently i think we've been old news for a while we're just realizing now that we have been you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. everyone else thought we were old news and America was like, oh, no, we're not old news. We're current news. And then the pandemic happened, and I think we all slowly come to, came to reality. And it's like, yeah, okay, we are. We're old news. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a, a person in like their 40s growing up and like realizing they're old. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. let's say, because this is going to happen when, when I turn 40. You know, I'm going to do, like, I know this is going to happen, 100%. I turn 40. It wouldn't be a Time Vet Show podcast if I didn't talk about my, my anxiety of aging, right? Like that's, yeah. that's just that's a par for the course. But, like, you turn 40 years old, and, you know, like, right now where I'm at in my life, I'm, like, 33, and I'm, like, just content. I'm, like, I know what I'm doing. Like, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. 40, I feel like I'll have a crisis where I'm, like, I'm not young anymore. And I'll, like, prove to myself, no, I can be young. I can be cool. I'm going to go out to bars and, like stay up all night and like you know what i mean like do all this like young person stuff right like my 40th birth month like in january of 20 whatever that is and i'm like i can do this and then like maybe it'll happen for it'll last for like a couple months maybe it'll have it last for a whole year but at some point i'll come to the realization like you know what i'm old you know (laughs) like that's just what it is and i gotta accept it and i think that is where we are with america like, we just turned 40, metaphorically speaking, and we were like, <laughs> we still got it. We're still hip and young and cool and fresh and important. And I was like, ah, oh, no. You're just like, you're like England now, America. Like, you're, you're old news. You're still relevant, but, like, not really. Yeah. You know? Like, well, whatever. Like, interesting history. A lot <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, like whatever. We're, we're literally like at the back in my day stage of our life. In yeah, America. Like exactly. Back in my yeah, day, we in are. 1971. We like we are what what we look at England as when we were growing up. Like, oh, they're like old and like you know whatever. Like, they're not really relevant anymore. Like, that's mm. where we are right now in America. That's like, funny. Yeah, it's the same to the rest of the world. It's probably been the same for a long time, but like to us, we're finally realizing. Like, we don't really matter, you know, <laughs> the grand scheme of things. Like, China, like, the China, Japan, you know, South Korea. India. They've got, they've got, they, they're doing it now. We're just kind of hanging out over here. Yeah, they're the, they're the new kids in this, on the scene. And we're, not like, kind of jaded and bitter. Not to say that, like, we're not relevant. Like, we're still a country with people that is successful and we do stuff. And obviously we have a lot of problems, but... We're just not, like, the leader of the pack anymore, you know? Yeah. We're just, like, some some guy, you know? You know, like, if... If... If the aliens the came... If, if, if aliens came down and were like, oh, I'm gonna pick a dodgeball team, you know, for us. You know, or, like, a basketball team. It's like a Space Jam kind of situation. But for countries, they'd be like, I want China, I want Japan, I want North Korea, I want India. Sorry, not North Korea, South Korea. I want India, and I need a six. Hmm, uh, who do I want? Um, and they like look over at England. They look over at like France. Yeah. They look at Germany. They look at us, and they're like, uh, I guess I'll do go to the United States. And they're like, Yes, we're in. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we're the last pick. You know what I mean? Like, we're far down the list. Yeah, now. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's just just fact of life. Hey, I mean, we're still making the team, I think. We're still, yeah, we're still on the team for now. Yeah, as as long as they're still picking six. If they pick five, we might not make yeah, it. Yeah, we, we might not make the cut. 
But like six man is a thing in basketball, you know. It's like the it's a guy on the bench that like we're we're like subbed in and out a lot, you know. Like that's us right now. We can do that. We still have that. But um, I guess my point with aliens was we can still be relevant if we release these alien things, and then maybe the aliens will think we are like still relevant as a country. But if nothing really comes out of it. And if they were going to independently come down and meet us, they would totally go to China and meet them. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, they've already met with them. (laughs) Maybe, all right, maybe it's like this. Maybe they already met and kept it a secret so that we wouldn't feel like we were left out. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty sad, actually. Yeah. (laughs) It's like China's already, like, they're, they're talking to the aliens, like, daily, sharing information. And they're like, don't don't let the United States in on this. Like they they're not they wouldn't be able to handle yeah. it. Like they don't know. They wouldn't be able to handle this. They don't know how to they don't know how to deal. <laughs> I mean it's possible. I don't know. Yeah. Like you're in class and you ask everybody what they're doing on the weekend. And they're all like, oh, I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm studying. And then, like, you hear on Monday, everybody went out and got ice cream (laughs) together. And it's like, oh, no. (laughs) But you aliens in China, they went and got ice cream over the weekend. Yeah, but that's, yeah. (laughs) But you weren't part of that. No. You were left out of that. But they didn't want to be rude, you know, and tell you about it. Yeah. I feel like not telling you is worse, though. Like, I would rather be, like, excluded in the beginning, so, like, I know, than, like, secretly excluded. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. I would much rather the aliens tell me, like, listen, you're just not... (laughs) You're not... You don't like the cut. You don't get to come. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe next time. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how you... Your country does in another year, and we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know? But yeah, like, like the six hundred thousand deaths. Like, sorry, you just you don't get to go to ice cream like, this week. It's not happening. You don't get ice cream today. Sorry, but uh, but maybe next time. You know, um, but I think I think it's it would be it's worse if they if they are secretive about it. Which, to be fair, makes sense from the alien perspective, right? Because they know that America is very jealous. You know, we're we're dumb and we could react to that badly. Oh yeah. You know, but I feel like we would react. What they don't know, what they don't know, is we would react even worse if we ever found out they were doing it behind our back in secret. Oh yeah, you know, we, like we would retaliate. That's a, that's a gamble right there. You know, you got to play your cards right, right? Because like, on one hand, you tell it, you're straightforward, and you're like, hey, United States, sorry, but we are cooperating with Chinese, and we're not going to really talk to you. We would get really mad, right? And we might do something really stupid as a country <laughs> as a response to that, right? A cry for help, if you will. We yeah. Would, um... But, 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 if they were secretly meeting with China and not telling it us, but that ever came out to the United States, we would get even more mad than we were if they had just told us out of the gate. Yeah. But it might never come out. So you're like, the aliens are playing a very delicate, you know... A very delicate hand here, you know, like if they're being secret, they're taking a risk. High risk, high reward, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's my opinion of that. But I don't know I don't know how much aliens would know about us and how humans are very reactive to things, you know. We we don't do well <laughs> with bad news especially if it's secret bad news that you didn't want to you know yeah so i don't know i don't know i'm just saying if aliens are listening like tread lightly yeah aliens do the right thing good luck i don't know the answer but good luck how would you do it if you were the aliens do you would you tell the united states that you let's just say that we're off the table like Like they don't want they don't want to meet with us. Yeah, like they've they've made the decision already. They're like that, we're going with China. Yeah. You know, like we're going with China. Sorry. Yeah, they picked their their team but and it we're not on there. Like how would I you would I would so I don't know 
So if there's like a, a like a Area 51 person in the United States that like secretly would I know that as an alien though? Are we assuming that we have we've had no contact with the United States as aliens like up to this point? Let's say that like the United States is suspicious because we've seen maybe UFOs, but, but like there's no we don't know. There's nobody. There's no like top class general that knows secretly that aliens yeah. exist or anything. As an alien, you don't have a guy on the inside in of the, the United, United States. States. Yeah, you've okay. got one in China. You've got sure. one in India. But like, sure, sure. obviously, you got one in China. You got one in <laughs> India. But you don't have one in the United States. Okay, so how would I do that? See, that's tough because like I would want to meet with an upper tier guy or gal in United States government to be like, hey, don't tell the American people this, but we're meeting with China, you know. But I don't know how to do that. If I don't already have a guy on the inside. Yeah, and we have a bad history of, like, handling don't tell the American people. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe we do this. Oh, here we go. This is real 4D chess. We tell China to tell the United States for us. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is like you have a crush in school and you're, like, asking <laughs> someone to, like tell your crush for you or something no hold on like all right so we're already meeting with china about being aliens and blah 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 and we don't want to get the u.s involved but we want them to know that we're on the table you know we're out there so we tell china hey you've got a relationship with the united states it's not great but it's not terrible you know it's better than north korea better than you know iraq or whatever like go over there you know, the ambassador, and just drop the ball. Just be like, hey, FYI, Chinese government has been meeting with aliens for the past five years. No big deal. Just wanted to let you know they have no interest in meeting you. Okay, bye. <laughs> just leave it at that. You know? That and might then, work, yeah. What? But then, the good thing about that is the United States government might think China's just fucking with us. Like, oh, they're lying. But then some of them might be like, but maybe they're not lying. So, like, there's no... It's a very, like, espionage way to do it. Like, you're not confirming nor denying that this is happening. But you are preparing them for the inevitability that it could exist. So, on the U.S., we would start having groups that are committed to, like, intelligence of, like... Are the Is China bluffing? Are aliens really exist? And are they collaborating with Chinese? You know, blah, 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 blah. But... Then they would definitely wouldn't let the public know the United States government. That is, um, yeah, yeah, that's how I, that's how I do it. Yeah, I think that's the smartest way. That still has plenty of room to backfire. Um, like if the, a news journalist found out about this, it'd be really bad. Um, but I think it's the it doesn't come back to bite me in the ass as an alien. Like it only come <laughs> like it could screw China and it could screw the U.S. Like, they could go to war with themselves. But then me as an alien, I'm just like, all right, well, that didn't work. Moving on to the next planet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it could screw them, but not really me. Like, I'm off the hook. I didn't do anything wrong. Like, the United States is not going to want to re- retaliate with the aliens, you know, if it turns out to be true. They will, will want to retaliate with China. Yeah. Which is, I mean, as a, as a conniving alien race, that's the play right there. You know, make yeah. them fight each other. You know. Maybe that's kind of the the proving, though. Maybe that's, like, the master plan, like, to see what the humans do with this this information. You know, like, do they kill each other or do they uh, help each other or whatever? You know what I mean? It's a good idea because I know as the U.S., if you find out that another country is working with aliens, like, the first conclusion you jump to is that they're going to get ahead of you with secret alien technology. Yeah, the first conclusion is, like, they're developing some crazy alien nuclear weapons that are going to destroy us. Like, have you seen Arrival? Because this is basically the plot of Arrival. That's that newish movie, right? Yeah, it has Amy Adams. Yeah, I love that movie. You would like it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's more to it than just that. But, like, there's a... The aliens come down, and, like, most of the time... like. In the beginning, it's, like, a very U.S.-focused thing. But then another one comes down, I think, in China and India, like a ship. Mm-hmm. And at some point, like, all the countries are collaborating in the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, let's 
collaborate to figure out how to talk to the aliens that are like hovering above the planet in the ship. But then eventually the United States gets like, gets like, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, not jealous, like suspicious that China is getting more information than them that they're not sharing. Like, right. Ooh, China's already talking to the aliens and they're not talking to us and China's doing, you know, so like it literally becomes this like political thing. Of like they're they're talking to the aliens and we're not even able to open the ship anymore and they're not telling us about it da, 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 which is mm-hmm. exactly what would happen in real life you know yeah it is but maybe that's the aliens' plan like they want to see how our race reacts to like the human race reacts to uh, you know this big event yeah. and spoiler alert it wouldn't be that great yeah it would, it <laughs> would be pretty bad uh, but yeah. That's uh, so. Anyway, uh, long and short, if aliens come down, uh, I hope you'd be able to see it first. You, you have definitely a better chance of seeing it than I do. So that's exciting to me. Yeah, it is. I don't think they're gonna come though. No, you're probably right. That'd be too good. I want it so bad though. <laughs> I want aliens so bad. We've talked about this before. Like the instant they land, like I quit my job. <laughs> We're going to see him, right? Like, the moment it happens. Yeah, yeah, the, the moment it happens. I don't I think I'd quit my it. job, but I would immediately take PTO, and if they want to fire me, whatever. It's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going. I'm leaving. I'm going yeah. to see the aliens immediately. Um, and you got to bring, like, lawn chairs. you got to bring camping gear and lawn chairs and shit, because you don't know where they're going to go, you know? Yeah. You want to be able to, like, follow them around and stuff. We need to get, like, a big van, you know? Yeah, I, I imagine yeah. a van, too, yeah. yeah. We're in a big van following around. Like storm chasers, but with aliens. You know? Um, but yeah, the moment it happens. You know, I have this fantasy of waking up in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m., you know? And someone, like, you're texting me like, turn on the news or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And it's like, it's happening right now! <laughs> you know? And then I like get up and I turn the TV on and it's like... The aliens are real, and they just landed in New York City or whatever. I don't know. That yeah. used to happen in every movie, like, yeah. and that that wouldn't really happen today. the the no. the The part where someone calls another person and tells them to get turn the TV on, like, you wouldn't really say that in twenty twenty. What would we say now? Like, what would you do? Like, if you knew aliens existed, like you or like you meet you found out, and I was like sleeping, like it's like three thirty a.m. where I am or something. Yeah. What would you do? And tell like you're allowed to contact me. Of course, you know that. Oh yeah, I I would text you, and it probably wouldn't wake you up, and then I would call you. Okay, and then I would I would pick my phone up, and you'd be like, "What aliens exist or something?" Yeah, I'd probably be like, "Get to your computer or something." Mm, Be like, "Look at your computer right now," Mm -hmm. and then I would open my computer up. You know what? I would go to my iPad because it's faster. Yeah. You know, I'd turn that thing on. And then I guess I just like open CNN or something. Yeah, you and at, at that point we would start planning on how to drive to the aliens. How to see the aliens? God, I hope it happens. Yeah, I'd be I'm so forward cool. to that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> We're too dumb as a species now. Just like, yeah, they're, they're talking to China if they're talking to anyone, and they're like, yeah, we don't need to talk. We don't need to bring anyone else into this. You're you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> We don't need to bring anyone else into the work. We got it. We got this. Don't they can offer the aliens more than we can at this yeah, point. Exactly. And, like, you know, they have the most people in the... Um, they have the largest population. So they're the best representation of humanity. So it's yeah. like, you know, we don't need to bring anyone else involved. They don't need to know. When they're ready, we can tell them maybe. But, you know, we don't need to tell them right. We don't need to do anything <laughs> yeah. right now. Don't worry about it. And then China might be like, you know what? America's never going to be ready. We don't need to. We don't. Let's just pretend... You don't exist. <laughs> that forever. would suck so bad. Dude. I mean, it could be happening right now, though. Like it, it could have been, ha- like it might have been happening for ten years. We don't know. I mean, you never know. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, um, what else have you been doing since the pandemic has stopped? Have you seen any like movies lately? Have you done anything fun outside or? I've been playing Mass Effect. Those are really cool games. Oh, yes, they are. Speaking of aliens, you know, 
Yeah. That's probably why I've been thinking about aliens so much, is that game. So, there's a cool thing in Mass Effect that they don't really, like, talk about a lot, but, like, it's, like, the first contact that the humans have with aliens. They, Uh like, find the mass relay, and they meet the Turian species, and they're like, oh, my God, and then the Turians bring them into, like, the whole, you know, galactic community or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um but they just like mention it. There's no like you don't see gameplay of it. There's no like movie about it or anything. You know, it's just kind of like a hinted at thing. But I always thought it was fascinating the way they handle first contact because it happens like 200 years in the past or something. So like nobody really remembers what it was. It's kind of like us walking on the moon. You know, it's like. You know, we remember it, but we don't really remember it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's like it's like just the thing we take for granted. But, um, yeah, their first contact was in space. Like it was like humans were looking for something. Like they they left their solar system. They found this weird thing, and they looked at it. They went to look at it, and they like immediately saw. They immediately got contacted by like aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, like as they're like look at checking out this weird artifact. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I thought that's. I think that's an interesting way. Yeah. To do first contact, it's very like a Star Trek kind of, you know, way to do it or whatever. <laughs> Those gates in Mass Effect are a really cool science fiction idea. The uh, mass relay things. Yeah. the The explanation they give is that there isn't the uh, the Reapers built those, right? Mm-hmm. Originally, yeah, so there's a race of sentient AI computers that built um, transportation well, devices. I don't know every- if it's the Reapers, but somebody, yeah, they don't really tell you who built it. But yeah, I think it's implied that it's, yeah, yeah I, I think the explanation they give is that the Reapers built them in order to control how, like, biological species would develop in the galaxy. So, like, they're only going to colonize worlds that have these gates in them because you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's like a highway for space. Yeah, I mean, like, another way to look at it would be if we arrived in America and there were already highways here, Mm -hmm. we would obviously develop along the highways yeah we would colonize along there we wouldn't go anywhere else we wouldn't unless we run out of space yeah go through the bush and like you know like colonize the desert or Mm -hmm. do any of that kind of no we would we would use the highways that were there yeah which is very interesting idea which is cool too because like i enjoy the science fiction implication that very far in the past there was already a really advanced species that Mm -hmm. did all this stuff and like time is almost circular in nature of like you know like how star wars is like a galaxy a long time ago in a galaxy far far away it's like Mm -hmm. somewhere in a different place in space a long time ago this species was far ahead of humans are right now you know and they did all this stuff and then they died off but then we found their st- their tech and are using it. You know, like I think that's an interesting yeah. trope or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite ones. It's fun. Yeah. But then, like, I always thought there's like an interesting un un uh, explored plot point with that of like, um, uh, like ch- like chicken or the egg kind of thing where like. All right, so we're humans. I don't know. This is very like two thousand one Space Odyssey too, I guess. But like, we're humans, or we're Turians, or whatever, whatever species. I don't remember what species discovered the Mass Effect relays. It might have been the Turians or the Asari, but humans found it through them or whatever, right? Um, but we're whatever species, and we, you know, are advanced enough to kind of explore the galaxy, not light speed, but like you know, we can go on like long distance space trips. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We find a relay and we're like, whoa, this is cool. And then we have our, like, historian, archaeologist people, like, figure out who made it and da-da-da-da-da. And we find out there's this ancient, you know, robotic species or whatever. Maybe they're not robotic. Biological species that probably, like, 50 million years old that, like, created these things to travel on. And it's like, whoa, they must have been really advanced to even make this because we can't even make it now and we're already really advanced. Like, yeah. The cool thing about Mass Effect is, like, no one could build the relays now. No one knows how they work, you know? Right. So it's like, 
the the species was so advanced that they they were far and ahead advanced as ev- anyone else that's currently exists, but and they could build these amazing things. So like they were f- ahead of everyone currently, but um, what I don't think they what I don't think sci-fi explores is like so you have this ancient species, but like how did they get to the point where they <laughs> made these things? You know, yeah, like, I mean, was it an even precursor, precursor species? <laughs> yeah, was there, like, another species before them that was like, here's the secret to, you know, uh, faster than light space travel or whatever? You know, it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Like, seriously, though, like, because, like, it, when you have this, like, ancient civilization that's building these things, it's like, the current one is never advanced enough to build it themselves, and it feels almost like they're hitting like a wall where like, yeah, we can't figure it out, but we got this thing that they already built for us, so we're gonna use that. It's like, okay, how did they figure it out though? Like, was there another species before them? And before them, was there another species before them? And it's like, how do you get, like, it'd be cool to like have a, a, a some fiction that like tries to go back in time far enough to find the origin of, of it. Yeah, I mean, you could have a time travel story where you travel back in time to meet the original precursors that made the time machine, but they didn't make the They're time like, machine. They're like, no, it's, it's been here since we found it, you know? And like, like, no, what? it was here. It was already here. <laughs> and then you travel, you go back to what who they think made it, and they're like, no, nah, it was here. Yeah. It's like, damn, like, like, who the heck like, made this thing? Who the fuck made this thing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's like a cool story idea. Yeah. I don't know. I would like it to end with nobody knowing who made it. Like, you get to the beginning of time, and it's there, or something. Like, you can't go any further back. And I was like, still here. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, my favorite answer is that no one made it. But I'm, like, yes. trying to figure out a way to figure out how no one made it. That's my favorite answer, too. It's just, yeah. it's there. Like, it's just been there. No, that's always been here. It's just, that's how it is. I don't know. I think that's a cool trope or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's, it's almost more fun if it's not something that looks like a traditional machine. Maybe it's, it looks like a cave or something. Yes. And, but like, so like it's some natural thing, but like the species that found it, like created a machine around it to make it easier to use or something you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah it's like it's carved out and yeah like nice they ha- they things. added like a, a anti-chamber and like a yeah. you know some stuff that like it like stabilizes you as you as you make the journey and like it's safer you know they've got but some like, guardrails yeah but at the end of the day like it's just like a fucking cave or something you know that like yeah. moves you from one place to another you know um but, and then you keep going back and like, oh, yeah, we were the society that made the guardrail, but we didn't make the original thing. And it's like, okay, you keep going back. It's like, well, we made the antechamber, but the 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 platform was there when we got here. And then you keep going back. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, we made the platform, but the rock was there when, when we got here. And you're like, wait, the rock? What are you talking about? It's like, oh, yeah, the rock's the thing that controls the, t- the travel in space or whatever. It's like, what? And yeah. then you go back further and it's like, it's just a rock. And you're like, what? <laughs> How does this work? You know. Yeah, it's naturally occurring. Nature made it. Maybe it was made by fungus. I like that. Ooh, space fungus made the time machine. I don't know. I like stories like that. But anyway, how do you? How are you enjoying Mass Effect? I really like it. It's fun. Yeah. Have you I, finished the first one yet? I beat the first one yesterday. Nice. Did you start the second one? Yeah, just started the second one. Um, the second one's good. The first one had a lot of that vehicle in it. Um, the Mako. The Mako vehicle. I the, thought everyone there, hated. There, there probably could have been less of the Mako. Well, don't um, worry. Two has no Mako in it. So yeah. There you go. Nice. So people hated the Mako so much in one that they took it out in two. They were like, no Mako anymore. And they replaced it with a scanning planet minigame that some people love and some people hate. So we'll see where you land on that. The exploring the planets part is probably my favorite thing about the game. Um, I like it more than anything else. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like to be able to to fly around to different systems, scan the planets, kind of see what's on them. See Um, what's up. See what's what. 
Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm kind of a space captain. That's the fantasy. Yeah, you're like Picard or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying the games. They're fun. It gives you something to do, also. Mm-hmm. <sighs> trying to think of what else is going on. We've, like, talked about a lot, but also not. Is there anything you want to know about me that we've missed out on just texting, you know? Yeah, I mean... What are, what are you into right now? What's cool? I don't know. I'm not into anything. I'm still, like, recovering from pandemic malaise, you know? Where I'm, like, I'm doing things, but I, like, don't know what to be excited for. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you... I think your move has really energized you to, like... It has. Get excited. So, like, I haven't really moved. Like, I'm in this, I've been in the same spot. You know, I'm still working from home. Uh, which I think is an issue still because it's like it feels like the pandemic is still going on even though I'm vaccinated and like I'm going places and da 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 but like I'm still stuck you know what I mean sort of yeah so part of it is cool because like like I went camping over the weekend like it was really hot but I went camping with a group of friends from work hell yeah and it was fun it's like I had a good time and the weekend before that um someone turned 30 so we had like a party at my house for them nice and that was fun it's like so i'm like doing things with people again that's fun but like i don't know i'm still like in that weird state of like is it over like can i like do things like am i allowed to get excited for things again you know yeah yeah i know what you mean so like don't i don't know something just needs to shake me out of it i don't know what it's gonna be for you, it was clearly your move, right? Mm-hmm. You like, you, you like, whoa! Like I can do things again, and that's cool. But like, I haven't had any like big momentous thing that was like, whoa! That was really fun. I could never have done that during the pandemic. I'm so excited to be be able to do stuff again and getting excited for life. You know what I mean? Like, not that I'm sad or anything, but like, I don't know. The pandemic, you get into this state of like contentment contentment's not the right word because that sounds like happy it's like very neutral right you're just like eh, eh, eh. you know what i mean yeah you're like, kind of just surviving kind of just there mm. yeah and i'm like how do i get out of just being there i want to like be yeah but i don't know yeah. how to i don't know we'll see what happens yeah i also find myself and uh i'll call i'll call her out because she asked me to talk about this um one of my uh, friends from work that you met, that we did the podcast with, uh, asked me to bring this up. And I think it is something that I think about. But, like, now that I'm, like, doing things again, you, like, start making plans, whether they're with people or just just by yourself, of, like, going out in the world and, you know, I'm going to go watch a movie on Saturday. Or I'm going to go to the car dealership and get my oil changed. Or... I'm going to go out to dinner with this person or I'm going to go to a bar or I'm going to go camping or, you know, whatever it is, you know, plan making. And, you know, I'm at the point where, like, I want to do all that, but, like, I have anxiety about it, like, more than I normally do. Yeah. Like, normally I have anxiety because I'm an anxious person and I'm like, oh, I don't want to make plans. It's, you know, you have to plan stuff. But now I'm like, there's even more because I haven't done it in so long, you know? So I'm like, you know, people are like, oh, we should do this. I'm like, okay, let's make plans. And then I like, you like freak out because you're like, oh god, I'm I'm planning to do things. And then when you do it, it's like fun. But like the the act of like thinking about doing something that isn't at your house, kind of freaks me out, you know, because I haven't like I'm I'm not used to leaving my house. You know, I'm like it's my safe zone. You know, mm-hmm. but I like want to do things. But, like, I don't at the same time. And I have anxiety about it. And I need to figure out that, like... I need to, like, figure out how that how to get over that hump. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so. I wish I had some, like, helpful advice I could give you. But, like, unfortunately, I've... That's... <laughs> that's a struggle. No, I know you don't have that problem. Which is fun. No. But, I like mean, I said, I, I think... I sort of do, but... Yeah, but I think, like... Like, I don't want to speak for you, but, like, I think, like, you're moving, like, really energized. Oh, it did. Excited yeah. and be like, you know, I've never, like, for example, for you, it's like, 
you moved to New Jersey. You've never been anywhere before there. You know, you're like, I've never been to Brooklyn. I've never been to Queens. I've never been to Manhattan. Like, I've never been to this place. Like, New York is all new for you. So, like, making yeah. plans is really exciting because it's like you've never done that before. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like all fresh. And, like, for me, I would love to say that I would want to do something new, but... I, like, don't know what that would be, so I'm just doing, like, comfort zone kind of plans, like, stuff I used to do before the pandemic, like, going out to dinner and da-da-da-da-da, you know, seeing a movie, you know, mm-hmm. but, like, I can't get excited enough for it because, like, it's not super new, and also I have anxiety about it. So, like, if I, I think if something, like, really, I don't know, some, some event happened that, like, snapped me into, like, being excited to, like, jazz, to, like, do something... Then I think I could, like, get back on the track. But right now I'm still kind of, like, clawing my way out of, out of like, pandemic, you know, lethargy or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand how you're feeling, though. It, I mean, it totally makes sense to me. Yeah. But... Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if this is a, a good comparison at all. You've seen Copycat, right, with S- Sigourney Weaver? Yes, yes. So in that movie, she's a shut-in. She's like agoraphobic or whatever. Yeah, she's she um she has anxiety about like leaving, leaving the house. Yeah. And I yeah. think as you kind of get into that state, it like gets harder and harder to yeah. get out. And it. it what it takes for Sigourney Weaver in the movie is that someone tries to kill her. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that, like... No, no, no. <laughs> like, it's like an intense but... experience to get yeah. her out of it. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, an it exposure therapy. Yeah, like life or death. I've got like to get out of this big house. Big thing, yeah. yeah. Maybe not in life or death, but, like... I don't know. Maybe it'll be, like, something where it's, like... This... Hey, you can't plan this. It's happening right now. You have to make a decision to do it and leave your house and go. And then it's, like, okay... And then you do it, and then it's really fun, and you're like, all right, I'm back. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that is what it would take me. You know yeah. what I mean? That could happen, or, you know, you could go the copycat route. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's someone you could just, hire to, to like, try, try to, to kill you. Like, have you you've seen Pink Panther? Do you know Kato? Yeah, and you he just randomly Kato. appears. <laughs> and then I have to, like, I have to, I have to leave my house to escape Kato. Yes. Earl, he's going to get you. He's or serious. He's going to get me. Because he's hiding in, like, my, my broom closet or something. Yeah. <laughs> that is, like, my favorite dumb trope of the Pink Panther movies. Like, they do it in every movie, and it's funny every time. Like, the movies are pretty good. But, like, that that part, something about it is just, like, really funny to me. Yeah, that's really he, like, funny. hires him just to, like, fight him. Like, to keep him on his toes. And he's always, like, annoyed when Kato pops up. Like, God damn it, Kato. But, like, he wants him to do... Like, after it, he's like, thank you for that. And you're like, what are you doing? It's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really the same thing you're experiencing. Every day he comes home and he's like, Kato, not today. I don't feel like it. Like, come right. on. Just come out. Just come out. And then yeah. every day Kato tries to kill him. And then afterwards <laughs> like, he's, he's like, like yeah. Kato, I, want, I don't want to do that. Come out. Come out and just expose yourself. And Kato doesn't say anything. And he's like, come on, Kato. And then, like, he gives up and he's like, I guess Kato's not coming. And then he, like, sits on the couch. And then Kato, like, comes out of the closet. And he's like, God damn it. And then he fights Kato. And then he's like, thank you for doing that. But, like, yeah. it, you're exactly right. Like, it's the exact same thing. It's like, Kato's getting him out of his shell. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need, like, a friend Kato. Like, not for fighting, but for, like, l- getting me out of the house. You know? Like, okay. I'm sitting yeah. there doing nothing. And someone just barges into my front door and be like, Chris, we're going here right now. And I'm like, I don't want to go. And they're like, yes, we're, we're leaving. Come on, we're going right now. It's like, no, I don't want to do it. It's like, yes, they have two for one margaritas at, you know, Trudy's. And I'm like, okay, fine, fine. And then I go and I have a good time. And then I'm like, thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I need that. Yeah. I need I need a friend, a friendship Cato. I would be your friendship Cato if I lived there. Unfortunately, I, know I don't. I know. I know you would. I know you would. Yeah. I would say my wife can, could be my friendship, Kato, but she lives in my house, and she's also having the same kind of thing going on with me, so that doesn't work, you know? Yeah, like, that's tough. <laughs> you need, like, a really outgoing person to be like, hey, like, just barge into your door and be like, hey, we're doing this right now, and you're like, I don't want to do it. Like, yes, you do. Let's go. And you're like, God damn it. Like, that's what I need, but it's fine. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. I'm going to secretly fly down to Austin one weekend not tell me and show up unannounced at my house randomly 
and break in if you need to, and then okay. <laughs> just drag me to drag me somewhere. It has to be really fun though, because if it's not fun, then then I probably retreat back into my house yeah. forever. That's a lot of pressure. I could probably figure it out though. Okay. Oh man. Uh, well, that was a good episode of the Time Bat Show, right? I think so. It's- we, I mean, we we had little bumps along the way, but I think that was a pretty good back to back to back to the show kind of thing, right? Yeah, I I totally agree. So this has been episode 178 of the Time Bat Show. Um, do we have any final thoughts? I don't remember how we ended the show before. Do you remember how we did it? Was there like a send off we had, or like who's our sponsor today? Oh, our sponsor today is um <laughs> um god damn it see it's hard <laughs> uh bob's oatmeal bob's oatmeal it's real brand you should look it up yeah when you need some oatmeal <laughs> choose bob's his is the best it's the best he's like a guy in like a golf hat and a like a white beard his face is on the box <laughs> You should look it up. It's is, real. It's real? Yeah. It's. I don't know if it's Bob's. It's like Ben's. I don't know. I, I have it in my house. I don't remember the brand. Oh, okay. It's like Bob's Real Rolled Oat Oatmeal or something. Like, there's a longer longer name to it. Does he have a pipe? I'm, I'm imagining a pipe. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, he might. I don't know. Anyway, our sponsor is Bob's Oatmeal. Um, remember when you're feeling happy... Um, make it snappy. Make it snappy. Uh, I'm your host, Timasis. I am Bat Snacks. And have a great night. Drive safely. Bye. Bye.